welcome to Filled with His Love. Here is a verse in the Bible that many can recite without much effort. And if you can't recite it, you know the phrases in it. The principle taught is clear and simple. Or is it? Here's the verse. It's found in Matthew 6, 19-21. Lay not up for yourselves treasures upon earth, where moth and rust doth corrupt, and where thieves break through and steal. But lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven, where neither moth nor rust doth corrupt, and where thieves do not break through nor steal. For where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. It's pretty familiar, right? And if I were to ask someone to explain the meaning of these words, I might get a response like, well, it means we should not be materialistic because every material thing is temporary. And that would be a fine response. We all have a tendency to get attached to our earthly possessions, even though we know we can't take them with us to the next life. When I was serving my first mission in Tahiti at age 19, one of the first things I noticed was that people were not hooked on material possessions. The culture was much less materialistic than the U.S. culture I'd grown up in. One day, my companion and I were in a member's home, and I could not help but notice the carved wooden knife hanging on her wall. Her name was Imi Teyo, a multi-generational Tahitian member. She could tell I liked the knife, and so she took it off the wall and let me examine it more carefully. I noticed her name was carved on it. The knife had been carved in the Marquesas Islands, a, a place known for the best wood carving in all of Polynesia. As I was sitting, admiring it, Sister Teo said, Oh, I want you to have it. At that point, I was embarrassed that I had mentioned it. I can't take this, I said. I... It was carved especially for you. Your name's on it here. And then she insisted. In fact, she would not let me leave her home without accepting that knife. The knife now hangs on my wall. In fact, on the wall of the room where I'm now sitting doing the podcast. It reminds me of that good sister. It also reminds me of how she was so unattached to her earthly possessions. After I'd completed my mission, I was watching television one evening and came across a game show called Let's Make a Deal. I watched the contestants select a door, and then the door opened to reveal some product, like a home appliance, a vacation, or even a car. I watched as a woman began screaming and jumping up and down because she had won a refrigerator. The whole scene collided in my mind with what I'd just experienced for two and a half years on my mission in Polynesia. I couldn't figure out why someone would be so excited about a refrigerator. It didn't make sense to me. I was experiencing a form of culture shock. It's kind of like culture, reverse culture shock. It was especially troubling because it was my own culture that was shocking me. Now, back to that verse in Matthew. The second part of the verse, I think, is more telling in many ways for us. But lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven where neither moth nor rust doth corrupt and where thieves do not break through nor steal. For where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. The first part of the scripture about laying not up for ourselves treasures of earth like refrigerators is easy to interpret. But I believe the second part of the passage is even more important and we don't talk about that part very often. What are treasures in heaven? 
This is what I've been thinking about recently. The Lord is trying to help us focus on things eternal rather than on things that disappear when we die. And what are those things? What are the treasures in heaven? I interpret this phrase quite simply. Heavenly treasures are relationships, our attachment to God and our attachment to family and friends. Attachment relationships last forever, and rich and the richer we make the relationships while we are alive on earth, the richer will be our reward in the eternities. The temple reminds us with unmistakable clarity that loving God and loving our family members is the ultimate aim of life on earth because these are the things that last. No one can take away from these things away from us. Our attachment to God and to those we've been sealed to are everlasting. Every commandment, every law, every ordinance is given to us so that we can form eternal attachment relationships. Now, here's the hard question for you and for me. How much time do we spend thinking about the quality of our relationship with God and with others compared with how much time we spend thinking about earthly possessions? I like the way that one author quoted Henry David Thoreau on the topic of earthly possessions. Quote, Henry Thoreau said that we don't own things, things own us. Every new object, whether it's a home, a car, a television, or a fancy phone, is something more we must carry on our backs. Henry Thoreau said we are possessed by our possessions. Waiting for a raise or a new position, investing our money, buying stuff, all of it can take away way too much of our mental and spiritual energy. And not much is left over for concentrating on the things of eternity, our relationships, both human and divine. You know that pesky little reminder that you might get on your phone every week that tells you how much screen time you spend and how it compares with last week? Well, here's my invitation. And again, this is an invitation to you and to me. Could we spend a little more time this week nurturing our relationships with God and with others? Could we spend a little less time thinking about our earthly possessions? Consider how great it would be if instead of being owned by things, we could be owned by our attachments. What if our relationship with family and friends and God were the most important aspects of our lives? How would our thoughts and actions change? I wish I could have feedback from you about how you accept this invitation and, and try to do it, because I think it's just one of the most important things we could focus on. So I hope this is helpful, and we'll see you next time.